Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul Service Podcast. Oh, it has been a busy morning for me. I'm on flex week, flex week right now, which um, what that means for me is that the last week of every month, I take off. So no client calls. Um, I just am doing creative work. I'm doing things for myself, enjoying life. You know, and it's such a beautiful thing being able to do that. And this is something that I've worked to create in my life. And the reason that this is so important to me is because it gives me freedom. It gives me time freedom. And, you know, I'm building this beautiful business with coaching and healing and mediumship. And I really want to serve the world in a big way. But part of me doing that is by living. You know, so many people build businesses because they want freedom, they want control over their lives and and what they charge and, and what they earn, what they do. They want that autonomy and yet they will work themselves to the bone and not live. So instead of being a slave to a nine to five, they're a slave to their business. So that's one of the reasons why it's so important for me to take this time. It doesn't make me any less effective. Instead, it makes me more effective because I make sure that I hit deadlines as I need to. And I'm more productive. And because I am giving myself the time to live my life, whether that is doing things around my home, whether that is taking time off with my partner, whether that is just being in creative mode instead of talking to people. And I'll still, don't get me wrong, like I'll still get back to messages during my flex week, but it's a different energy and it gives me the space to be me. And, you know, part of, part of that is honoring my feminine energy. And that's really what I want to talk about today is the feminine. You know, you've heard me talk about this before, but this is something that I want to dive even deeper into today and only talk about the feminine today. And I'll do another episode on the masculine later. But, you know, I truly believe that for most people, I'm going to say nine out of every 10 people, they need to heal their feminine first before they can heal their masculine. Healing and going into their divine feminine is the start of everything. 
Now, why do I say that? I say that because especially in our Western world, we value the wounded masculine. We value the drive, the aggression, perfectionism, the hustle, the performance, the achievement. And there is nothing wrong with valuing those things, though there is a healthy way to do that. But we value it so much and we've been so afraid of the feminine energy that we've shut parts of ourselves off. And we've really pushed away everything beautiful about the feminine energy. And if you are listening to this for the first time and you've never heard about masculine and feminine, the first off, this has nothing to do with gender. Although typically most women are core feminine and typically most men are core masculine. But again, this has nothing to actually do with gender because both of these energies, the divine masculine and the divine feminine, and also the wounded masculine and feminine, they reside in each and every person. We can't get rid of them. We're not. We can't neutralize them. They reside in every single one of us. And we just dance between these energies all day long. Now, the feminine is movement. It is emotion. It is experiences. It is everything that fills up this world. And then the masculine is the container that holds it all. So if you think of a riverbed, the, the riverbed itself, that is the masculine. It holds the water. It provides, it's a container, provides a container for the water to be in. It gives it direction. It gives it, it gives it like forward movement and direction and, and, and an end goal. And it holds it. That is the masculine. The masculine is that container. It is consciousness itself. It is. The feminine is the water. And the feminine is is what fills up this world. Like I said, it is the emotion, the movement, the experiences. So if you, if you think about the water in that riverbed, the water is the feminine. It fills up that riverbed. It's about filling and receiving. And the water in that riverbed, it can be calm. It can be fast moving. There can be rapids. Sometimes it flows back and there's riptides and undercurrents. Sometimes it's destructive. Sometimes it's peaceful, but it's beautiful nonetheless. So that is the feminine. And you need both. You need both energies. Because if you had just the feminine without the masculine, the water would just leak everywhere. There would be no direction. There would be no container to hold it. 
it would be pure chaos in a way that serves no one. And if there was only the masculine without the feminine, you'd have just an empty container, a dry riverbed. You would have direction and, and, and space, but there'd be, there'd be no, nothing to it. It would be empty. It would be purposeless. Because even though, and, and I will get into this, but you know, the masculine is all about purpose, but it still needs that feminine energy to feed it. So you can see that these energies need each other. And when we are shutting one off over the other, we are out of harmony. And I say harmony and not balance because the goal is not to be balanced. It is not to be 50-50. You look at a river, there is no balance in a river. It, it, it's flow. And it, sometimes it's wide, sometimes it's thin. It's not balanced. There is no balance there. It is harmony. And the reason that harmony in your life is so important over balance is because balance is asking for perfection, but harmony is integrating everything and accepting what is and allowing what needs to be to be in that moment. And there are times when we need to go into our masculine energy more. And there are times when we need to sink into our feminine energy more. If we are 50-50 all the time, we are not utilizing the power of those energies. We are not utilizing the power of our life. So it is about harmony, about that flow, that dance between energies. So the feminine, especially in our Western world, we have pushed it away. We have been taught that it is not okay to feel, that it is not okay to have experiences, that it is not okay to be messy. We've been expected to work and achieve and strive and drive and always be on and to net and to always be pushing and moving forward and never have those ebbs everything about the feminine has been made to be made to be bad i can't think of the the word i'm going for right now but it's been twisted as if as though it's something that we need to fear or is less than is weak but truly our feminine energy gives us so much strength and just because the feminine is softer in some ways or is movement and doesn't necessarily focus on direction doesn't mean that the feminine doesn't do things. The feminine encompasses so many different archetypes. 
It can be soft and sensual, like Aphrodite's energy. It can be a huntress, like Diana. It can be a warrior, like Athena. There are so many different different energies. There's the mother archetype, the maiden archetype, the crone. All of those, even if you are not a woman, all of those archetypes still exist within your feminine energy. The feminine energy is all-encompassing. There is nothing that is separate from it. And, you know, such a common misconception about the feminine is that it's all flowy dresses and baths and sensuality and just really like it's it's pure beauty and that is true to an extent but that is only part of it yes the feminine is beauty and radiance and i'm not talking about physical beauty it is like soul beauty that glow and that radiance that is coming from your internal light. And you can see it. You can see when somebody is just exuding radiance. And in those moments, they might be more physically attractive to you. But it's not because of the physical. It is because of the inner soul radiance that they are allowing to come out. It is that open-heartedness. That is a huge part of the feminine, but there is also the side of the feminine that is dark, that is chaotic, that is messy, that is often said to be too much, but it's not too much. Remember, I said the feminine is all-encompassing, which means that it is both this like this peaceful, happy, serene, sensual energy, and also the, the raging and the destruction and the creation. It is the mess. It is the assertiveness. It is the huntress, the warrior woman, the wild woman. It is all of these things. And if you are only practicing one side of it, you are missing out. You know, I want to tell you, I want to tell you a story. So I have been practicing going into the messy side of the feminine more. I didn't always do that because like so many people, I was focused on coming into the softness and, and there is nothing wrong with that. And truth be told, I needed to go into that first, but now I'm in a, I'm in a place where I need to go into the mess even more and allow myself to take up space and to be too much, even though, again, I'm not too much. But I'm going into that place of the mess where I am expressing myself freely without abandon. A good example of this is I... Yesterday, I had to go and pick up my medical records from my doctor's old office. So I went there, and long story short, my, my doctor left his practice, went to another one, and 
it's the, the patient's responsibility to have their files transferred over to his new office. Now, his old office, first off, I'm, and I'm just being, I'm not being judgmental, I'm just being honest. The staff that work there have always been so negative and rude. And it doesn't matter how nice you are, it just clearly they have a lot of healing to do and they're just spinning and living in this negativity. So it makes it very hard to deal with them. But now they're very triggered by the fact that so many of his patients are leaving that old practice and following him to the new one. So they are making it very difficult for anyone to get their medical records so that they can see him at the new location. And the original arrangement that was made was that as long as you picked up your medical records, um, it was no charge and you picked up your original records, signed off the forms, brought them over to the new clinic. Now they decided to keep changing the rules one day was they're charging $80, one day it was charging their $100, one day it was 50 plus 30 cents a page. Like it was, they kept changing it and then they didn't want anybody picking up their re records or they wouldn't release the original. Um, and then they just didn't want to give any records. Like it, it was insane. So this, this is kind of like what's been going on with everyone who's trying to get their medical records. So myself being the proactive planner that I am, um, I called the College of Physicians and Surgeons here and I, I asked them what, like, what are my rights? And what happened is um, whatever their original arrangement with the doctor was, which was picking up your medical file, receiving the original and at no charge and then bringing it over yourself, you just have to sign the release form. That's what they have to honor for all patients. So they were already giving me a really hard time. And I've already, as it is, I've already been waiting like almost a month for them to call me to say my medical records are ready to be picked up, even though all, like they got the facts and they could have done it the next day, but I digress. Um, so I, I went down there and I walk in and I, I say, hi, I'm here to pick up my medical records. And right off the bat, as soon as, as soon as I said that, there, I could, I could see and like feel their walls go up and they went right into rudeness and they were like, um, go stand over there. And like, I could just, the, the tone of voice was, was horrible and I could feel it. And I was like, okay, see what happens. And then I said, I was telling them, okay, I'm here to pick up my medical records and it's at no charge. I spoke to the College of Physicians and Surgeons and you have to honor the original arrangement and blah, blah, blah. So the owner of the medical practice, he, he overhears me talking to the assistant and he starts arguing with me about who, um, about the about the arrangement that was made. And he said, there's no such arrangement. And I said, yes, there is. And I have proof of it. And you're required by the College of Physicians and Surgeons to honor this. So we kept going back and forth. And I'm speaking loudly and being assertive, mostly because I also have to talk through plexiglass. Thanks, COVID. Stupid. Um, but um, 
yeah. So I'm, I'm speaking loudly, but I'm not like, I'm not yelling or anything. And this doctor keeps yelling at me and I, I didn't actually know who he was. So I asked him and, and cause he's, he's already, the first thing he said to me, he was al- already had like an attitude, was talking down to me, like as if I'm just a piece of garbage. That's, that's the energy that he was putting out. And I said, and who are you? And so he told me like, he's this guy and the owner of the practice. And I said, okay, well, this is what's going on. This is what you have to honor. And if you're not willing to honor it, I will make a formal complaint. And like, it's, it's not, I wasn't getting into this, um, this like pissing match with them. It was just, I'm going to stand my ground and tell you exactly what my rights are. And if you don't want to honor it, fine. But like, don't keep telling me that I'm wrong. So every time like he kept yelling at me like this, this doctor who owns a practice is like literally yelling at me <laughs> and he keeps like yelling and yelling and, and telling me that I'm, that I'm wrong and that there's nothing in writing. And, and in Manitoba, like it doesn't matter if it's in writing or not, but the, the point is, is that there's, there's proof that they honored the arrangement for other, other patients. Um, and he finally, like it was, it was heated and like, I could feel like my guard was up, but I was, I wasn't angry. I was just very firm and assertive and in a warrior stance. And for me, I'll be very honest, that makes me very uncomfortable. I still, like I'm, I'm still working on this, but I hate confrontation. I don't even argue with my partner. Um, now we have discussions So I don't avoid problems, but I don't, like, I don't ever raise my voice. I don't ever do anything. But in this case, I kind of embodied my old military energy, which is very strong. It's, it, it was like, I I was embodying that like military slash warrior goddess energy. And I was just letting, letting myself feminine all over them. And it was messy. But here's the thing is that my energy overtook theirs. And eventually this guy, every time, because every time he said he tried to negate a point that I made and I threw it right back at him, it was like he just kind of like shut down further and further and he finally got frustrated and said, just give her, like, just give her the fucking file. I was like, okay, thank you. And it was this like this whole thing. And then this doctor, and this guy has got to be like, I don't know, 65, somewhere around there, like snuck out of the back of the building. Like it wouldn't walk past me, which I find hilarious. But the thing, this, this is the thing though, is when, when you are in your feminine when you are in especially that messy energy where you there is something that is going on and you are going to the truth of it and okay let me let me be clear because the difference between being in a wounded state and a and a divine state is the divine state you no matter what even if it feels like crunchy or you have anger or rage or assertiveness, whatever you are feeling, as long as it's coming from your heart and your heart is open, that is coming from the divine. 
As soon as your heart closes and you're flipping into your ego, that is when you're going into your wounded. So during this entire time, I was coming with my heart open. Yes, I was very assertive. Yes, I I did have to raise my voice. No, I didn't have to yell. But I was taking that strong, messy, feminine warrior stance with this. And what it did is it overwhelmed their energy. And they, in order to shut me up and shut me down, they just gave me what I wanted. Now, that could have gone a different way. They could have just kept saying like arguing and then I would have just gone like I would have eventually given up and made a complaint and gone through the process like that but I I didn't have to do that because my energy overwhelmed them and because it was a pure energy it didn't actually escalate the situation it fixed it and I still find it hilarious that that this guy snuck out the back of the building to avoid my energy and you know, you guys know me. I'm, I'm very calm. Like you listen, you've listened to my podcasts. Maybe this is the first one you're listening to, but you know, I'm very calm. I'm very reasonable, very down to earth. Um, and those are things that I pride myself on. And I also pride myself on respect and coming always from an open heart. And because those values are so important to me, I make sure that my interactions with people are as pure as possible. Now, don't get me wrong. There's times when I get triggered. I'm human. Like, it it happens. But I work on healing those. But the point is that now I have that ability to always be coming from a place of an open heart. And it's so funny to me that and I mean, it, it makes sense because so much of our society, we have people who are not able to take the feminine. They're not able to take it. We have weak masculine energy in our society. And that weak masculine energy, and again, it doesn't matter, gender doesn't matter, but that weak masculine energy is unable to hold and sustain the force of the messy feminine. So that's why we keep trying to shut the feminine down. We call it bad. We call it unreasonable. We put labels on it to make anybody who is standing in their strong feminine shut themselves down. That's the goal. And that's what we've been doing for so long. So it's now a practice for us to go into that messy feminine and be able to stand in it. And it can feel so uncomfortable, especially once you're coming into that divine feminine where you're doing all of that mess and you're, you're standing in that strength with an open heart. Because there are people who are like being in the mess and the chaos of the feminine, but they're coming from that wounded standpoint. So it's more about coming from hurt rather than coming from that truth and love. Do you feel the difference there? I could, if I was in my wounded feminine, I could start calling them names. I could start taking 
their reaction upon myself. I could start lashing out, but instead I stood there strong. And yeah, it was, it was messy and it felt messy. But because my heart was open, the energy was different. You know, we see this in relationships too. There are people in relationships, and I'm going to talk about women, but again, this energy applies to both, like any gender. Um, But, you know, there are women in relationships. And, you know, I used to judge this too because I was, I wasn't this way and didn't understand how to be this way. But there are women in relationships who are in their wounded feminine and they will lash out and, and scream at their, at their partner. And they like, they're lashing out because they are not feeling love, but they are also closing their heart while they're doing it. That's where you even see competition between women and people putting them down because they're trying to they're trying to feel better about themselves so they lash out in the only way they know in order to feel better about themselves that's part of the wounded feminine now the other side of that is that people will completely shut down their feminine which is what i did and that is where i just bottled up my feelings i would self-sabotage um I wouldn't ever say anything to my partner if something was wrong. So there's, there's two extremes of that. And when you're coming back into partnership in a divine way, you need to be able to marry those two of giving space and also expressing your feelings in a pure and raw way, but always from that place of love, from an open heart. So this is something that I have had to practice. And this is something that you will have to practice as well if you are learning to come into your divine feminine. Because that mess, that chaos, the anger, the rage, the destruction, the creation, all of those messy things that are not just the sensuality and the the flow and the ease, all of those other parts of the feminine You need to bring those back in. And if you are, if you're pushing those parts away, it's like you're living a half life. And the other thing, especially in relationships is if you are pushing parts of your feminine away, you're going to actually lose the polarity in the relationship. And the polarity in the relationship is so important because that's what gives you attraction. You know, when we first start dating our partners, you'll notice that the attraction is very strong. And the reason for that is because you are polarized. And so one of you is strongly in a feminine energy. One of you is strongly in a masculine energy. And it's not 50-50. There's a harmony there. Even if you both are in a wounded state, you are still polarized. Now what happens is when that attraction starts going away, it's usually because you've become 50-50, because you've tried to balance things. It's because you're hiding parts of yourself 
Maybe you're learning about your feminine, but you're not embracing all of it. So then the masculine energy in the relationship is not having to step up. And, and part of the masculine's job, like I said, the masculine is a container. So it is not only a container for just holding the feminine and giving it direction and a safe space, but it is also being that container while the feminine is storming. So whether, go back to the riverbed, whether that river is slow and calm, the masculine has to hold it. And if it is a rapids, like if the water's moving really fast and it's churning and destructive and whatever it is, the masculine has to hold that too. But what is happening is the masculine energy we are coming up against is unwilling to hold it. So it's like, the river is just deciding, okay, I don't want to be a riverbed anymore. You're too much rapids. And then the rapids are like, okay, well, we're no longer rapids. We're just going to flow everywhere. That's literally what's happening. So you need to, but you need to start allowing yourself to express. And here's the thing is that especially as women, our job is to awaken the masculine. That is just part of the the mission and the journey of the feminine energy. I hear so many people saying they wish their man would step up, and I've said it myself. But if we are not embodying our feminine energy truly, and then also not giving our masculine the chance to lead, not trusting our masculine energy, and not allowing them to make mistakes and figure it out. If we go into fixing mode, we're not allowing the masculine to awaken. And this is something that oh, is hard to let go of because we are so used to controlling things. But we have to allow the mess to come. That mess is part of the beauty. And we have to teach the masculine through our actions, through opening our hearts, how to stand with the divine feminine. So that means not bottling up your feelings and finding ways to express what you are feeling that honors yourself and also honors the masculine energy. You know, a good example of this is the the masculine energy does need space. It's part because it the masculine craves nothingness, it craves stillness, it create craves death and endings. The feminine craves love and affection and attention and and being filled up. Now, as as you are going into your divine feminine and there's something on your heart, you need to express it to the masculine partner in your life, that masculine energy. You want to ensure that you're not just bombarding that that masculine energy. Yes, they are going to still have to withstand the storm of emotions that you are bringing. 
but you also have to honor their need for space. So it's, it's a balance and, or not a balance, but it's a dance. It's a dance and it, it takes practice. So I wait until I have full attention. And if I'm not getting full attention, I completely in my own relationship will say, we need to talk about something. And whether that is right this minute or he's like, okay, in X number of minutes, fine. But I, I state the intention that we need to talk about something. We need to deal with something. And then I bring the heat. <laughs> so a good example of that is the other day. So my partner used to smoke and he's been vaping. And I, myself, I get uber, uber triggered when it comes to smoking cigarettes. It's like... I'll be honest, I haven't healed that part yet. It's something from like my dad, my childhood, just I mean, could even be further back than that too. I haven't felt the desire to fix that, but I know that it's not healthy and like it just super triggers me. Ugh, cigarettes. If you guys smoke, I'm sorry, but ugh. <laughs> um, But anyway, I had to go into his vehicle um, to get my friend's phone charger because we had ended up we swapped vehicles and um my friend hadn't had her phone charger since like february so i was looking for it and and i thought it was in the center console turns out it was somewhere else but i opened the center console and there's three packs of cigarettes in there and i was like mother ever (laughs) like you've got to be kidding me um so i immediately like went into rage and it wasn't because like there was there was reasons for it one he didn't tell me about it so he was withholding information was lying about it and um I was also like I have the cigarette trigger no matter what and then there's also health stuff like I'm very passionate about health and if people I care about are not taking care of themselves and not taking the steps that they can to heal oh my god it drives me up a wall And it's just like, I value my health so highly. So it it just really bothers me when other people don't, especially when I can help them and they like refuse help. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. So I found these, these packs of cigarettes and I, I like, I could feel like I was like, I cannot bottle this up. I cannot push this down. I need to just authentically share my feelings and it that too was messy but I did it I had to take a few moments because at first my heart closed up right away and I could feel it I was like I'm shutting down my heart was closing so I had to take some some time to myself and then probably about 10 minutes but I had to breathe and let my heart open again and then I went and I said hey we need to talk and so then he, he was able to talk right then and I pulled out the pack of cigarettes and I was like, what is this? What's going on? And it was messy because I was angry and I let my anger show and I let my anger show at the fact that he was he didn't tell me the truth and that he was hiding it from me and he was taking stupid, um, making stupid choices Uh, about starting to smoke again. And like, so I I showed the anger at that. And then I also cried at the same, 
I also cried. So it was like anger and then crying because it also brought up fear for me of losing him early and him not taking care of himself. And it brought up hurt. So there was like so many emotions there. There was anger, there was fear, there was grief, there was sadness, there was frustration. And I let him see all of those emotions. I didn't push any of them down. And I did this with my heart open. And because I did it with my heart open, it was a beautiful experience. And it, it shook him. And that's part of what the feminine needs to do. It, the feminine energy needs to shake the masculine. Because sometimes the masculine energy is asleep. And when things are good, it keeps its head down. And it's like, yeah, nothing's bothering me. This is great. But if you don't shake up the masculine energy, they won't wake up. So it, like I said, it was messy. And it's not something that I would have been comfortable with in the past. I would have just very calmly talked about it. And I was calm. I wasn't like screaming, screaming or yelling, but I let him see the full range of my emotions in that moment. And what that did is it let his masculine energy see, my, see and receive my feminine. And the other thing I didn't do is when he apologized and, ex- and we talked about it is I didn't say that it's okay. And even though that's not specifically about the feminine energy, that in itself is a key thing that we need to be aware of, especially when we are expressing things. Because if there's a difference between accepting an apology and, and accepting and saying that something is okay. And I've been very conscious of my words whenever, whenever I'm practicing this, and I practice this daily. I mean, I don't rage daily. Um, I mean, some days I do, depends on the moon cycles and, you know, <laughs> just what's going on. But the the point is that when I'm going into this, I, I make sure that I'm expressing myself and I am not saying words that will take away the power of anything I have just expressed. And as women, we we unfortunately have been taught to do that oh, I'm sorry I hurt you. Oh, well, it's okay. Well, it's not fucking okay that you hurt me. I accept your apology. I'm going to let it go, but I'm not going to tell you that it's okay because it's not okay. Do you see what I'm getting at there? So really like start letting yourself feel your range of emotions and don't push them away. Now, chances are, if you were doing this in a relationship, if this is where you were practicing a lot of this, the masculine energy in your relationship, your partner is going to be like, what in the actual fuck is going on right now? I thought we were cool. Like, where did all this emotion come from? That might happen because especially if you have been used to pushing things down and not dealing with things and all of a sudden you're expressing emotion, they're going to be like, oh my God, what is going on here? But keep trusting it. Keep trusting it because the more that you open your heart and let them experience the fullness of 
your feminine energy and all of your emotions. And the more you yourself experience the fullness of all of your emotions, just the more opens up for you, the deeper your connections are going to be with, with yourself, with your own masculine energy, within your relationships. All of that is going to open more. So start practicing it. And, and know that it's a practice and that it doesn't have to be perfect. And there is no right way or wrong way. Just lead with your heart open. And if you feel your heart start, start to close, come back into your heart and consciously let your heart open. Let me know what questions you have about this because this topic of going into the feminine and into the masculine, and I will go into the masculine exclusively in another episode. It's so deep and there's so many nuances about it. So let me know what questions you have. Let me know where you need support and we will dive deeper into this together. And if you don't know yet, I have my June calendar open for sessions. So I have theta healing sessions, animal theta healing sessions. So if your fur babies need a healing, you can book that for them. Um, I also do home cleansings and blessings. My, um, I have single coaching sessions. And then I also have spots available for my one-on-one coaching. Um, and my one-on-one coaching, that is a six-month uh, six coaching. Um, and we dive deep into everything. So you get two 60-minute coaching calls per month plus one theta healing session per month plus daily voice message access. So I'm and like playbooks and, and trainings and everything. So if you want to dive super deep, one-on-one coaching might be for you. Um, and if you want to dip your toe in the water and you're feeling called to start working with me, but you're not sure of which direction to go yet, you can ask me questions. You can book a single session. Like Theta Healing is an amazing place to start. So if you're feeling called, come book a session. We can chat. We can see, like, we can start pulling and healing beliefs for you and see what direction is right for you to go as well. Okay, I love you guys. Thanks for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.